Tehilim Kafe. This is more of a supplication of Tachanunim, is one that's actually said by Sfaradim on a daily basis as part of Tachanun. And as we go through the Mizmor, we'll see why this is a fitting Mizmor to be inserted in this tefillah. The Mizmor opens with the request of Elecha Hashem Nafshi Esa, a longing for a connection with God. And as we've seen elsewhere, when there's a longing for connection with God, that can generally imply that the connection is not there, for whatever the reason may be. As we read through, we're going to see the Mishorer feels distant, he feels distressed, but rather than mentioning a particular stressful situation or event, there's a greater emphasis on a sense that the Mishorer has sinned than on any actual outside kind of tzedah. When we read through, we're also going to hear very familiar language, language that's taken from the Yud Gimel Midot of Rachamim that are said by Moshe in Shemot Perak. 34. And that language, the language of the Yud Gimel Midot Rechamim, along with the multiple requests to be led on the correct path, on God's path, let us know that the Mishorer is seeking forgiveness, that he's doing Teshuvah. So this theme of seeking forgiveness, along with the many different references to the Yud Gimel Midot, may be the reason why this is included in the Tefillah of Tachanun, where we also say those Yud Gimel Midot Rechamim. We'll see as we go through the Mizmor that there's that it contains an alphabetic acrostic. Uh, while it's not totally complete, there are some letters that are repeated more than once, some that are skipped. We've seen before that when Pirakim go in alphabetical order, sometimes one or two letters are skipped. Um, the alphabetical order in the Mizmor may be there as a memory aid, in particular if this was traditionally or before our Siddur was said as a tefillah, having a Mizmor go in an alphabetical order helps us mem- remember and know where we are if we forget what we were saying. Um, in terms of the language and voice of the Mizmor, it's spoken as an individual. We do not hear about Yisrael until the final pasuk of the Mizmor. Rather, it's spoken as one person speaking as a yachid to Hashem. And throughout the Mizmor, we'll see a lot of shifts from second person to third person. We hear kind of general requests and a summary of the principles that underlie the requests. And throughout, we have many words that are repeated either in sequential pesukim or throughout the mizmor, giving it a very strong poetic flow. So we'll start with pasuk Aleph. L'david elecha Adonai nafshi efsa. To David, to you, Hashem, I lift my heart. So my heart only desires closeness with you. This pasuk is really an opening or an introduction, and we start with the real first pasuk, the first pasuk Aleph, or the, sorry, that begins with the letter Aleph in pasuk Bet. Elohai becha batachti, Elohai becha al Hashem, in you I trusted. Let me not be ashamed. Let my enemies not gloat or rejoice in me, meaning in my downfall. So already we see a shift from second to third person. Sorry, from third to second person. Where in the first pasuk we see the distance and that crying out to Hashem brought a connection saying, since I trust in you, please answer my request. 
so that I'm not embarrassed if it is denied. And next, we'll see the justification for his request. Pasuk Gima. Gam kol kovech alo yevoshu, yevoshu habogedim rekam. Ibn Ezra explains this opening gam as a word that's there for emphasis, as, as though to say it's true. Look, previously I requested Alevosha, I do not wish to be embarrassed. And look, it's true. All those who hope in you will not be embarrassed. And in contrast to that, let those who rebel be shamed and be empty-handed. And after requesting to not be embarrassed and to have the connection with God, there's a request to also be shown God's ways. Pasuk Dalid. Dirachecha Adonai Hodeini, Orchotecha Lamideni. Your ways, Hashem, inform me, your path instruct me. We immediately hear the language of Moshe of Hodeini Na Dirachecha, a request that was one of seeking deep knowledge of God, of understanding God, but also this idea of a derech. And this idea of derech is something that we'll see in this pasuk and in Pasukeh, where the Mishorer is requesting to be led on God's path. Seemingly saying, he may not be currently on God's path, or he needs to be led back onto the proper path in life. Pasukeh. Lead me in your truth, meaning in your path, which is the path of truth, and teach me. Teach me to follow it. For you, the God of my salvation, for you, the God of my salvation, sorry, in you do I hope every day. So although he may have sinned, he's saying, in reality, I hoped for you, I, I desire to follow your path, please show me the correct way. And while this is kind of a general request to follow God's path, to know God, in the next couple of Pesukim, the request will be more specific to sins, and we'll hear a real articulated request for Teshuvah and Tzilicha. Pasuk Vav, Zechor Rachamecha Adonai Bachasadecha, Ki Meolam Hema. Remember your mercy and your kindness. Remember your mercy, Hashem, and your kindness, for they are forever. We again hear the language of the Yagmidot, giving us more and more proof that we're in the midst of a request for Teshuvah. And the Mishraer is asking, remember your mercy, be merciful on me, but please, in Pasuk Zayin, while you're remembering that, do not remember my sins. Pasuk Zayin, Chatot ni'urai upsha'ai al tiskor, kechasadecha zechor li ata leman tuvcha Adonai. So the sins of my youth and my transgression do not remember. Rather, in your kindness, remember me for the sake of your goodness, Hashem. So this tubecha, reminding us of ani avir kotuvi alpanecha, tuvi represents Hashem's chesed, Hashem's essence of goodness. And it, can, it also can be a parallel to the chesed in the beginning of the pasuk, um, as the Aramaic translation for, for chesed is tivu. So we see here that the tubecha is a parallel to the chasdecha that we saw in the beginning of the pasuk. And the next pasuk, pasuk chet, we will shift back to third person with a tone similar to what we heard in pasuk gimel. 
So after requesting to be for, forgiven for the sake of Hashem's goodness, Hashem is described with the word tov. And again, we have a general description of one of the principles with which Hashem acts. The next three Pesukim actually are said in third person, where there's a general description of the way Hashem leads people on the correct path, the way He has chesed towards those who sin. And we see this volleying back and forth from second to third person. So as a tefillat yachid, we can imagine that an individual is requesting forgiveness and perhaps he needs reassurance. Uh, he needs to remind himself, God is good. God is going to forgive those who sin. Um, and if we're saying this means more not as a yachid, but rather as a tefillah by a shliach tibur, perhaps the shliach tibur is saying this pisukim as a reminder to the kahal, this is the way that Hashem acts. And because of this, because of this, because of our understanding of the way he acts, that allows us the opportunity for the teshuvah. Pasukhet. Tov v'yashar Adonai, alken yorech hataim baderech. Good and upright is Hashem. Therefore, he leads sinners on the path, on the correct path. Pasukhet. Yadrech anavim bamishpat, vilamed anavim darko. He leads the downtrodden. We've seen this many times that the Anavim are not literally poor people. Rather, they're the lowly oppressed people. He will lead them in justice and he will teach the downtrodden his path. So perhaps these Anavim are in this state because of an action they may have committed. In any case, he will lead them on the correct path. Pasuk Yod. And this path, Kol Orchot Adonai Chesed Ve'emet. All of the paths of Hashem are kind and true. To those who protect His covenant and His laws. So Hashem's ways are emet. And part of this truth is that He is faithful to those who follow His birit. After describing Hashem's ways, the Mishorer now goes back to the second person and says, Okay, we described Hashem as having all of these attributes. Now, God, for your name's sake, forgive me. For the sake of your name, Hashem, and forgive my sin for it's great. Or we can look at the Rav as modifying Shimcha, so forgive my sins, for your name is great. And this language brings us, obviously, to the Gimel Midot, but also back to Pasuk Zayin, uh, where we request Laman Tuvcha Adonai, so God should do things for the sake for the sake of His name. In the next pasuk, we'll start to see a shift from the request for forgiveness to a description of the happiness of one who trusts in God. So previously, when asking for forgiveness, God teaches the sinners the correct path, and here, one who fears God, one who is Osetov is led on the correct path and is close to God, a fulfillment of the Mishorer's initial request to be close with Hashem. Pasuk Yodbet Whoever fears God or wishes to fear God, Hashem will lead him on the path that he chooses. So Hashem does lead the sinners back to the correct path, but one who follows God 
um, and will continue to be led on God's path. The Mitzudot explain this this pasuk along the lines of Habalataher Misayinoto. And furthermore, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Nafsho Betov Talin, Vizaro Yirash Aretz. His soul or his life will rest in goodness. Am Rashi Ibn Ezra Adak all explain this as relating to death. So the Yireh Hashem will lead a good life until his death, and then Vizaro Yirash Aretz. His offspring will inherit the land, so he will have a good life while he is alive, and then his generations will continue to benefit. Um, another similar idea to Noter Chesed Alafim, that God will remember his good deeds for further generations. We'll continue now with further descriptions of the good that will befall these Yirei Hashem, Pasuk Yodalir. Sod Adonai Lireav, Uvrito Lahodiam. So Sod could connote closeness or connection, you know, along the lines of Besodam, Altavonafshi. So the word Sod and Brit are words that both connote some kind of special relationship that those who are close with Hashem have to Him. So we could read the Pasuk is, as Hashem is close to those who fear Him, and He makes His covenant known to them. Um, another way of looking at this Pasuk along the lines of the Mitzudot or Ibn Ezra, is that Hashem reveals his sword, his secret, meaning he makes himself known to those who fear him, and he teaches them his Torah, which was given in Eberit. And the Mishorer longs to be among this group of people. Pasuk Tedrav. Enay tamid el Adonai, ki hu yotzi my eyes are always on God, for He draws my feet from the net. This um, image of salvation, of being saved from the trapper's net, is something that we've seen many times before. And here we see that the Mishra is saying, I am one of these Yudaim. My eyes are always turned towards Hashem. And now he turns to Hashem in Tetzayin and says, Pene elai bechoneni, turn to me and have mercy on me, answer me. For alone and lowly am I. We go here from Enaim to Panim. I am looking at you, Hashem, so Hashem, please look at me. And in this Pasuk, we actually have the articulation that this Mizmor is only spoken from the perspective of one individual. He is a Yachid, he feels alone. The only one he can turn to is Hashem. Pasuk Yodzayin. Sarot levavi Distress has widened my heart, or you, we can read the distress of my heart has grown great. From my straits, bring me out. So we see here an elaboration on the experience of being yachid, of being alone. He has tremendous stress. Yotchet, ve'amali, visa See my affliction and suffering. And forgive all of my sins. We again hear the And the Mishorah is saying that his sins and suffering, right, see my sins and my suffering, and then forgive me, meaning my suffering is sufficient to be a kapara for my sins. Please forgive me. Yotet, re'e oivai kirabu, 
ושנאת חמאס שנאוני. See my enemies, look at these enemies, look how great they are. And a שנאה of חמאס, a שנאה that is rooted in just pure evil, they have hated me, meaning they just hate me with an outrageous kind of hate. And up until now, we have not heard anything about the enemies. It's possible that the enemies are the, are the cause of his distress. Perhaps he's in all this sara because of the enemies that are coming to him after he has sinned. Um, another way we could look at the, this kind of surprising mention of the Oyevim is that we know that this Mizmor is built along the same model of the Yudgimo Midot. And in Shemot, after Moshe recites the 13 Midot, he is promised of, you know, that Hashem will no longer allow Bnei Israel to be destroyed by their enemies. So we see after the Mishorer asks for his forgiveness and then sees that he is a Yerei Hashem and wants to follow Hashem's path, he also says, please destroy my enemies um, now that I am following your path, that I am being led in your path correctly. Pasukaf. Shomra nafshi v'hatsileni. Guard my life and save me. I will not be ashamed. Brings us right back to the beginning of the Mizmor. For I trusted in you. Kaf Alef. Tom v'yosher yitziruni ki kiviticha. Let wholeness and uprightness preserve me. For I placed my life in you. So protect me, save my life. And in this life that is protected, please have me only be surrounded by goodness. So it's very clear that we have here a case of Chatimame and Peticha. The end of this Mizmor is very similar in words and themes to the opening to, the, to Pesukim Bet and Gimel. And while the Pesukim sound similar, at the outside of the Mizmor, the Mishorer seems to feel distance from Hashem because of his sins. And he asks Hashem to lead him on the proper path. However, at the conclusion of our Mizmor, the Mishorer seems to have been forgiven. He trusts in God, and he asks that from here on out, only truth and uprightness surround him. And now our final pasuk, Pedei Elohim et Yisrael mikol tzarotav. Redeem Hashem Yisrael from all of its suffering. This concluding pasuk is the only one in which Yisrael is mentioned. After praying for his personal salvation, the Mishorei requests that all of Yisrael be redeemed. This request places his request in the greater context of the welfare of the entire nation.